A program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Sam. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to The Tom Sumner Show.
Hey, welcome back everybody as we roll into the third uh, half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner program. It's Friday, which means we always try to focus on music a little bit to start the weekend off early. And my guest, the music that we opened the hour up with was uh, a song called Ride from the Matt Wilson Band. And uh, Matt Wilson is my guest this hour. He's going to be pulling double duty as he's just come out with a, a new book called Hooks. Lessons on Performance, Business, and Life from a Working Musician. And Matt joins me by phone. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the show. Tom, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a cool tune. Yeah, that was a a great intro tune. I I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How did you come up with this idea of uh, the, the musical term, hooks, which is usually a familiar phrase. Um, for some reason, whenever whenever I'm talking with uh, musicians about hooks in songs, I'm always reminded of uh, a couple of songs, Tell Me Why by the Beatles and um, ABC by the Jackson Five. Um, right. You yeah. know, they're just, they're, hooks are the reason songs become earworms. Yes. How did yeah. you come up with the idea to apply that to lessons on performance, business, and life? Well, uh, as, as you said, the, the hook in a song uh, is, is the part that's most memorable. You know, uh, uh, when you, when, after you hear a song, you walk away. Uh, the part that sticks with you, uh, for the musicians that uh, are out there writing the tunes, uh, we want to write a good hook because it's going to stay with you, as you said, the earworm. Well, um, as, as I say in the book, uh, many have compared life to a song, and if this is true, then these ideas that I share with you are the hooks that I picked up along the way. So that was that was kind of the idea. Uh, it, it was uh, uh, the, the format of the book is, is I have 80 hooks, and they're they're each just little one or two sentences thoughts and uh you can actually uh just just read the hooks and not read the rest of the book in fact sometimes i encourage that to, to read a hook and then and then uh think about it and see how you can apply it uh, uh without me uh, telling you how how i want you to apply it or how i would apply it and so uh, uh you read the hook you know uh and then you can turn the page and there's more of a commentary more of an explanation oh i of, see of of, of the hook so uh, you know, um, let me see. One, one, one of them. You know, there's so there's 80 of them. So uh, there's one of them that's kind of like. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find the exact. There's a great. Here. There's a great scene in a W. C. Fields movie where there's a piano player, uh, in, in this bar, and Fields walks over to him and says, "Hey, what's that you're playing?" And he says, "Well, it's it's a new one. It's called Swanee River." And Fields says no good nobody will ever remember the tune and then he starts walking <laughs> away singing swanee river there you go. Yeah. <laughs> right right uh you know the, the uh, uh some of some of the hooks are very direct and that you know you you just see the advice uh and it, it's there's not much thought that, that you can apply to it it's not much of an analogy or, or uh, you know, but like here's one, Hook 58, never order food on break. You won't have time to eat it. Well, that's very, that's a, that's a very clear and direct advice that I would give uh, a performer 
on a show where they're feeding you. Don't try to order your food on break. But I also go on to talk about how uh, we don't need to um, add on other responsibilities and tasks. We need to stay focused, right, on what we're doing. So, uh, uh, you know, anyway, so well, th- come these on, are Matt. just things. All, yeah. all working musicians know that you order your food at the beginning of a set to arrive at the, well, yeah. when the break yeah. happens. Right, you, you, you try to. I, I, I go further than that and say uh, negotiate the food in the contract when it's supposed to arrive. But anyway, uh, yeah, the, these these are, uh, and, and to be clear, uh, these these hooks definitely um, apply to uh, working musicians, to uh, performers. Uh, they'll they'll see the direct path. But but my my hope is that uh, people in all walks of life, all industry, all performers, speakers, all artists, anybody that does anything in front of people, uh, that uh, or manages a business or creates in some way, could could take my stage time, my life as a musician and apply these lessons and, and make them beneficial to their life. You know, so. I was really fascinated when I found out about your book um, because I spent a number of years on the road as a full-time musician, and mm-hmm. and then I started working in, you know, professional jobs. Um, not that the music wasn't professional, but, um, but, you know, wore a suit and tie, went to work 9 to 5. But I found a lot of things that I learned being a musician and being in bands about how to work with a team were really mm-hmm. applicable in a work environment. And you're the first uh, musician I've talked to that that noticed that there's a bridge between those two things. A lot of musicians think they live in a world completely outside of everyday life for most people. Well... Most of them do. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I suppose that it, is it, true. Yeah, we, we uh, uh, for many, many years, the, the, the circle of musicians that I ran around with in Austin, Texas, uh, uh, in a very lovingly way, but we would call those that, uh, that weren't the musicians, we'd just call them civilians, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we, we, uh, we stay up late because it's part of our job we get up late because it's part of our job or, or those that, that are fully immersed in the musician lifestyle we we often dress uh the way we dress on stage everywhere we go right um we we comb our hair a certain way because it it it, it, it adds to the image uh we're all our heads are always in the clouds because we're, we're thinking about that next song or that next idea it's going to contribute to what to the artistry and the and the, the message that we have, and um, I I certainly lived that way for a long time. I had managers and and uh, business managers that I just trusted and rightly so, but they just took care of everything. And I I was out thinking of songs and thinking of what I'm going to do, and you know, I, I I'd say I was oblivious because I kind of was to, to the other things going on, but as I uh, continued throughout the, the, my career and, you know, built up some longevity. And then I started to see, well, you know what, I, I enjoy the business end. So I started to just learn what my managers were doing and then started to handle it myself. And some of that was because I wanted to, and some of that's because it started to make sense. Uh, uh, why, why really pay somebody else to do something that you can kind of do yourself? Well, and cut, that you enjoy cut doing. out the middleman. 
Yeah, yeah, cut up the middleman. Even though, even though I still wanted the management and wanted the business managers, it was just it started to make more sense for me to to run the business. And uh, when when you start to add on responsibility, then then you start to see things in a different way, right? And uh, um, yeah, so I, I've I've lived the I you know quote unquote rock star life, just kind of floating in the wind, waiting for the next song to 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 uh, pour down my ear um but then somewhere along the way i made that transition into business manager and band leader and and maintain the songwriter and maintain the entertainer uh, hat but i just i went to the hat store got a lot more hats right <laughs> there you go so, hey matt yeah. i have to squeeze a little break in here and i want to yeah. hear and i and i'm going to play a little bit more of your music on the other side of the break but can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more Man, absolutely. Look forward to it. All right. My guest is uh, Matt Wilson, and we're going to hear some more music from the Matt Wilson Band, and we're going to talk some more about Matt's book, Hooks, Lessons on Performance Business and Life from a Working Musician. If you're listening to us on uh, WFOV 92.1 LPFM in Flint, uh, they are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. Uh, don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll Hello, be right Dylan. back. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all 
always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Hello. Speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, file a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
More music from the Matt Wilson band. Uh, Matt is uh, our, uh, well, he's doing double duty today. He's our musical guest, and we're talking about his new book, uh, Hooks, Lessons on Performance, Business, and Life from a Working Musician. Matt, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. No, that's great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Matt, the book, Hooks, um, and you mentioned one of them, I think, uh, hook number 58. There's some 80 hooks in the book right. uh, about performance, business, and life. Um, and that one was about ordering food on a break and trying to eat on a break, which is, is somewhat specific to musicians. Is the book intended for musicians, or uh, can civilians enjoy it as well? The the the, the book is uh, is... Music is the analogy for everyone's endeavors, right? My, my my music experiences, my experiences on stage, I say could be uh, translated to your time in the boardroom or uh, uh, as a speaker on, on a stage at a podium, you know. Um, so I, I want it to be, I want it to be for everyone. Uh, uh, when I was a young man, <clears throat> I... Uh, we started. I read a book called The Inner Game of Tennis when I was a younger performer many, many years ago. Someone recommended that I read the book, The Inner Game of Tennis, and it, the 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 the, sto- the stories and the analogies in the book was about tennis, but you were to draw from it uh, and apply apply focus techniques uh, to your own life. So. Uh, the way that the the writer was talking about tennis and the different things, I then translated in my mind to the use for the stage. So that's that's the purpose of this book. Certainly, uh, a, a musician, a working musician, an everyday musician could pick this up and see some stuff that's just clearly uh, straight up advice, or, or from my perspective of what to do and how to handle your career and how to handle yourself on stage and performance and such. But um, it's also written so that anyone could pick it up and be able to apply that to their to their own life. Matt, when you say working musician, um, what what does that really mean for people who, you know, I have a, a, a sense of it, but but for people listening, what does it mean to be a working musician? You know, and that, that's an excellent question because I, I that's just a term that uh, that 
we would all the musicians would just kind of say, you know, uh, I think that, that we would define it, uh, the musicians that say that would define it as someone that, that makes a living playing music, right? Uh, uh, you know, I've been very blessed to, to have a, a full-time career in music since I graduated college. Um, and, uh, again, I define that as that uh, all of my work and all of my effort uh, and my income comes from my uh, stage time or, or selling records or whatever it may, it may be that I'm doing in the music business. Uh, so uh, a working musician is someone that may, you know, gig four or five times a week or less or more, depending. Um, but every month they are looking at their calendar and whatever gigs that they, they've filled up, maybe even lessons that they've filled up in the day, you know, it, it comes from their their talents and the music, and, and by being able to play play music or create music. And I, now that has to have been kind of tough this last year and a half. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not even tough, just uh, non-existent for for many. Um, I, I was even in a, a different situation in that. Uh, so um, my my band and my business is is based out of Austin, Texas. I, I spent many 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 years. I went to University of Texas right out of high school. Uh, uh, I built my career in Austin, Texas, and I built my business in Austin, Texas. And any any time I moved away a little bit, I would always come back home to Austin, Texas. And so my business is still there. Um, but a couple of years ago, I moved to New Orleans. Uh, uh, following my wife's career. And uh, so I started to build things up in New Orleans a little bit, make some really, really great contacts. And that's such a wonderful city, such a wonderful music city. And um, I, and I'd still come back home to Texas. Well, then uh, last year, about a year ago now, actually right on the, last year uh, in August, uh, once again, following my, my wife's career, uh, we moved to Jacksonville, Florida. And um, so uh, the, the last year in, her, you know, a big, a big part of my time, uh, not a big part, but a, certainly a, a good part of my time in New Orleans was during the shutdown and during the beginnings of the pandemic. And then last summer when we moved, moving to Jacksonville, Florida, uh, so not only, uh, and by the way, none of this is complaint. It's just this is this is where, where I am in, in life. Um, you know, starting uh, new in any city, you have to you have to take time to meet people. You have to take time to uh, uh, find where you fit in into the scene, if you will. And then and then you got to stand in line because there's there's other extremely talented musicians that are playing and and, and doing their thing. And so you're not going to come in and push them out of the way. Uh, not that I said, would think that I could, but you just, you know, it just takes time. And so, um, uh, between, um, travel restrictions or, or getting back to Texas or venues being open or being closed, and then also trying to start over and find some new opportunity in a new city. Um, I've, I've certainly, um, uh, experienced some challenges, but I'm, I'm grateful for them. Uh, and also some, a lot of that time off allowed me uh, space to, to write, finish writing the book, right? I was so going to ask you if, I was going to ask you, Matt, if the book was kind of a COVID project, <laughs> you know, something to do with the time you were yeah. quarantined you know, or whatever. 
Um, I, uh, uh, okay, so this is maybe now six or seven years ago. I need to really kind of nail down the timeline. But, but um, six, let's just say six or seven years ago, I, I had a burst of, of inspiration. And by the way, I, I always uh, encourage folks, uh, never pass judgment on whatever inspiration is coming your way. Just if you're a writer, if you're uh, creating in any way, let it come in, produce whatever it produces. If it's useful right then, wonderful. If not, save it, right? So I had this burst of inspiration to um, what the time I was calling it a seminar or a program on uh, how to focus in high-pressure performances. Um, it was something that I learned how to do. I, I felt that I developed some, some uh, tricks and some some insight on it, and so I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and I'm going to maybe put it together where it might be helpful to others. So I started that process, and then along the way, other things take over, you know, again, working musician, I got other gigs, other things, uh, uh, got married, I was recently married, but plus, I, you know, had a new kid, I mean, just other things were going along the way there, and so that project kind of went off to the side, and then a few years after that, I had another wave of inspiration uh, where uh, th these these hooks just kind of flooded my mind, honestly. And so I just started writing down these one little sentence, two sentence, uh, what I thought were words of wisdom, and literally they just pour out of me. And so I just I, I went with the flow. And uh, and for the for the longest time I thought, well that that's it, that's the book. I called it like a little coffee table book. It was just going to be these hooks, and that's it. And uh, I started to, to talk to some people to get some feedback on the project. And um, at that, uh, somewhere along that, the, that timeline, I realized that I needed to, that that wasn't enough just to leave the hooks by themselves. I needed the option for the reader to be able to take in the hook without my commentary. But I felt like I really needed to add to the hooks and give my commentary because I, I believe to me that was important. Well, some ex so, explanation on how these hooks might right. might relate to different scenarios. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I, I, so then I started to pursue that, and I think that um, uh, someone asked me, you know, now that I've written a book, you know, what would you advise someone who wants to write a book? Well, you just have to decide to finish it. That's part of it. And so I just made the decision actually in uh, probably August of 2019, somewhere around then, maybe even before that, I made the decision that I was going to finish the book. And um, I started uh, uh, to hire people to edit it in some way, to uh, give me feedback on the content and, you know, continue to write, continue to write. And then, you know, uh, a pandemic comes along and everything gets shut down. And so that did open up a lot of space for me to, to finish it. But I had already made the determination. And I already had invested a, a, my, uh, my money, my energy, my, my creative energies into finishing the book. So it coincided, but it wasn't, it wasn't the driving force. It's interesting what you said about uh, hanging on to inspirations. Uh, a friend of mine, songwriter in uh, Nashville, actually, um, whenever an idea occurs to him, uh, whether it's a lyric or a, a set of chord changes or whatever, he scribbles it down in a little uh, notebook that he keeps, and mm -hmm. uh, he calls it his boneyard. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when he has some time he'll go through you know when he's motivated to to finish something he'll he'll go through and and find some thread that he's already established and and then flesh that out um, but he calls it his boneyard and it, it sounds very similar Absolutely. to the process that you go through um matt i uh i, I want to get to some more music which we're, we're going to hear in a couple of minutes and uh, we're getting close to the end of our time but i always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and the Matt Wilson band and and your book and your music you know all of your work past present and future Matt do you have a website Absolutely mattwilsonband.com so two t's in matt mattwilsonband.com um, I, I the, anything on the book I, ha- I have a podcast also on the hook with Matt, matt Wilson uh, it's an extension of the book but I do have a podcast um, and uh, then all the music there. I have a, a video of the band. Any anything that you anyone would need to know or want to know about uh, the book, the band, or any of those things, mattwilsonband.com. And then of course the link links to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and Spotify. All those <laughs> things are on the website also. Right. Well, I, that was kind of a loaded question. I knew you had a website because that's where I, you know, stole your music. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Please, steal away. Right. Well, we needed to tell everybody else where to go steal it. Exactly. Um, I, I, but, I, but after going to your website, I, I really kind of consider myself as a, as a new fan of the Matt Wilson band. Well, that, that's awesome. I appreciate that. And looking at your website, I, I think I'm a fan, too. I want to go back and listen to some of the older episodes because you, you can stream <laughs> these things, right? This is where I'll send people to, to listen to this, correct? To your, oh, yeah. To it'll, it'll be right. up in the archive, you know, probably uh, within an hour or so. Tom, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you a question. Um, when I was a young performer, I was... Uh, uh, my phone rang and said, we're doing dueling pianos at the Village Inn in Flint, Michigan. And this was right around the time that I uh, released my second album. And so I flew to Flint, Michigan, uh, did a radio interview somewhere. I don't, I don't really know where that was. It's been so long ago. I mean, this was a long, long time ago, maybe two, uh, 1999 or, or 2000. And then I played some shows at the Village Inn in Flint, Michigan. Does any of that Who, not my did you did you playing. play with uh, with a piano player from here? I, I did. Um, uh, uh, George Winter, I believe, was one George, of the players. George Winters. Um, actually, uh, there's a little piece of music coming up toward the end of the show um, uh-huh. that George did for me. It's the the outgoing, yeah. uh, the basically the credits part of the show at the end. And I always say, "There's smoking George Winters tickling the ivories." Means it's time for there me you to go. Head down the hall to the there living room. George and I have been friends for many, many years. That's so great. And and uh, uh, he and I were just in touch with each other about maybe some uh, uh, piano shells. Anyway, I'm sure you know about that. But. Um, uh, yeah, so I uh, many many years ago. I, I so I don't know if you remember the Village Inn or or oh, any yeah. of that uh, rings a bell. Certainly not my uh, my performance would ring a bell. That was so long ago, but uh, that's a little bit of my experience in Flint. So 
Well, Matt, it's been a real pleasure talking with you. We just have uh, about 30 seconds left, and, and I yeah. want to just say thanks so much for spending this time with me. Thanks for the good music, and good luck with the book, Hooks, uh, Lessons hey. in Performance, well, Business, and Life from a Working Musician. Matt Wilson, thank you so much. Hey, thank you for your time today. Thank All you right. let me share. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Again, Matt Wilson is the author of a book called Hooks, Lessons on Performance, Business, and Life from a Working Musician. And we're going to hear some more music from the Matt Wilson Band uh, on our way to break. Stay tuned. Gotta get home tonight. I need an angel to guide me down the road. Gotta get home tonight to be
Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Vi from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's, that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. The Tom Sumner Program is made possible with support from Seth David Radwell, a recent guest on the program and author of American Schism, How the Two Enlightenments Hold a Secret to Healing Our Nation, released in July 2021. As Publishers Weekly writes in its recent glowing review of American Schism, business executive Radwell's epic debut examines the historical influences that have led to what he sees as the collapse of politics in the United States. Seth Radwell makes the case that the current chasm between the American right and left can be traced back to the 18th century's Age of Enlightenment and the basic tenets of liberty, equality, and reason. American Schism provides a historical perspective that can help bridge current-day divides. American Schism by Seth David Radwell is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. For more information, go to americanschismbook.com. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. 
through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. All oh, the Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program.
Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program, starting out the first couple hours uh, sort of commemorating the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which uh, is tomorrow, actually, the 20th anniversary, with um, my guests uh, started out this morning with James Reston talking about uh, his book, The 19th Hijacker, a novel of 9-11, and also his uh, recent article uh, in uh, American Heritage. Um, let's see, let me make sure I get this title right. Remembering Flight 93, okay, let's roll. And uh, Karen Greenberg from uh, Fordham Law School, uh, she's the director of the Center on National Security, and she was talking about her new book, uh, Subtle Tools which looks at the laws in the wake of 9-11 and shows a straight line from 20 years ago to today. And, of course, this last hour, what a fun uh, conversation. And we got Matt, to, Matt Wilson uh, from the Matt Wilson Band to share some of his music and to talk about his uh, new book, which is called Hooks, Lessons on Performance, Business, and Life from a Working Musician. And my good friend George Winters came up in conversation, which was kind of nice. I'm mad to single him out and talk about playing with him at the Village Inn here in Flint. So we stuck a little, we tagged a little, uh, we've been listening to Matt Wilson's band, but uh, we stuck a little, little George in there with uh, Bumble Boogie his uh, piano version of Flight of the Bumblebee. And uh, anyway, that's that's always one of the fun things about this show, especially on Fridays, to have a little music to start the weekend off early. I hope you have uh, a great weekend. And uh, I'll be back on Monday with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. In fact, we're going to talk about Cuba. We're going to talk uh, about... Uh, uh, I think an anniversary or something that's coming up for Catholic Charities here locally. And lots more. We have, as always, a lot of different, uh, different people. It's one of the things that makes the show go flying by so fast. But there's Smoking George winners again, tickling the ivories. Once again, letting me know it's time to head on down the hall to the living room and enjoy my weekend, but I'll be back Monday with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. In the meantime, good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.